0: hey everybody out there welcome my name is nyla and thank you again for tuning in you're listening to greener thoughts it's the podcast about environmental news commentary environmental facts and other things that you'd like to know this episode topic is all about a green survey and materialism and how buying green doesn't always make you serene podcast greener thoughts is produced every sunday and thursday please be sure to favorite also review and last but not least share greener thoughts it really does a lot for greener thoughts to have you share it and the last thing uh, for you to note is that you can always contact greener thoughts by voice message especially and uh, the info of how to do that is in the podcast description and it's also in every episode show notes you can always send an email to me at Podcast at gmail.com All right, so I want to start off things with um, just a quick overview announcement. Um, so I just got back from the 2019 Sierra Club, Maryland uh, Jamboree, and it was amazing, and um, it happens, of course, every two years. I learned so much. Um, I'll talk about it a little bit later in the week, because I had so much fun, so much to talk about, and um, I just am really happy that I went and had so much fun learning from everyone there and networking, learning so many different things. And um you know, seeing all the different uh chapters um the, the the different groups, I should say um in this you know one um you know main chapter of Maryland um Sierra Club does so much, and its members should be so proud and the volunteers that make it all possible. It's amazing what Sierra Club has done, and uh, I couldn't be more proud of to be a uh, Sierra Club member, and again, I'll talk about it a little bit later in the week everything um, that um, occurred and it was just the best time so uh, thanks all uh, who participated and we will proceed with greener thoughts so the first uh, segment is always going to be of course in other news which is a quick dose of what's happening in today's world so the first headline is all about Patagonia So all of Patagonia's waterproof shells are now recycled and fair trade. You can find out more about their story on treehooker.com. So the well-known and prestigious outdoor gear company has just announced that 100% of its waterproof shells Um, That includes the 61 styles for men, women, and children are all going to be made, are made now with recycled uh, materials and are sewn in uh, fair trade certified factories. Now, Patagonia uh, said in part in their press release uh, recently that, quote, the more recycled fabrics we make, the closer we'll get to carbon neutrality across our entire business by 2025 end quote. The second headline is all about California and its recent fires. So Southern California wildfires linked to three deaths, uh, officials say. You can find out more about that news on Huffington Post aka HuffPost in the environment section. So the fire uh, burned, and the fire burned on the edge of uh, Los Angeles and it damaged many things um, or also destroyed uh, some things as well, about 30 structures uh, as of recently, and it set a blanket of smoke all across several different uh, neighborhoods. And also uh, there was one man who tried to even fight the blaze, but he died of a heart attack. And then there was a firefighter who Reported a minor eye injury. Uh, the fire is now uh, the cause of the fire is being um, investigated, and authorities have warned that the threat of flare-ups uh, have remained and do remain. The third and last headline for you all is about the EPA. So the EPA proposes new regulations for lead in drinking water. You can find out more about it on NPR in the environment section. So, the proposal uh, that the EPA is um, making would require water systems to keep a public inventory of uh, where those uh, lead service lines are that they have and help homeowners replace them if their water is found to be contaminated with lead. And also, Um, If a water test uh, shows dangerous lead levels, utilities would also have to notify their customers within 24 hours, so within a day. Alright, so the source for um, the news for this uh, podcast episode comes mainly from um, Mother Nature Network, so MNN.com. Really great site, I've used it many times as you all have, um, you know, heard me, uh, discuss several different topics. And so I wanted to, um, you know, get into this, uh, topic and explain about it because, you know, the, you know, reason as to why I'm talking about this is because the holiday season is upon us. And so as we, you know, uh, edge towards fall and winter, we're diving into consumerism and, uh, we should, you know, Learn about why we buy the things we buy, when, uh, how often, and I feel like this is the perfect time because as we in the United States, you know, we we tend to think that we know that money rules most things, if not a problem can be solved with our wallets, and that's just not the case. Um, But among the many things you'll learn from the research, it's that, you know, money isn't everything, and also uh, we can't always shop away our problems. And um, because much of what the United States does is shop and shop big, I thought that this, was, this is the perfect time to talk about this. Um, I don't know any other um, you know shop addicts or any other people who love to shop out there, but you may identify with this uh, topic in more ways than one, and you may learn a few, a few things um, as well. So I'm, I entitled this Uh, From a spendthrift to a spending shift. So I want to start with the breakdown of buying green online survey. So the survey, I'm going to lay out a few of the details and then go on from there. So in short, it turns out when it comes to the environment, there's no such thing as just feel good spending. You know, we all uh, spend, but yet some things may leave more of a residual effect, good or bad, uh, after we've spent what we spent on whatever we spend it on. So in a, a new study that was published uh, in the journal Young Consumers, researchers at the University of Arizona analyzed uh, their spend-happy ways and they reached a sobering conclusion. Yes. Buying green is another variant or another type of materialism. And it's kind of, you know, varied, but it is a type of uh, consumerism in that materialism, attaining things. And so, you know, the world doesn't need any more materials and things to buy. But yet, you know, those things at the end of the day will not uh, make us happy, no matter how small we think it uh, will have a fingerprint uh, on the world and of course on the environment. So no matter what, what we buy has an impact. Um, But buying less, um, on the other hand, could actually make us happy, which is amazing. So the purpose uh, of the study was to find how environmental issues inform the spending habits of millennials, which we know um, is considered the most influential uh, consumers in the United States. So the, the data was conducted by these researchers that looked at the data from a longitudinal study um, that was followed from um, about 968 uh, young adults, so almost 1,000 adults. And they started it from their first year in college or of college, um, and then were when they were above or between the ages, Um, Of 18 and 21 to about two years post-college or after college when they were between the ages of 23 to about 26. So I want to dive into the findings of the research. Very uh, complex but at the same time kind of simplified. So there were two different uh, results um, or outcomes uh, to the environment based on the data. So the first is that There were some millennials who did, in fact, curb their spending outright. So no matter what, they simply just uh, did some consuming less, and they repaired products that they already had instead of buying new things. They made use of what they had instead of what they thought that they needed. And so they didn't spend too much, which is great. Uh, So we'll we'll, uh, name them Group A, just to make things simple. And then the second group... Um, They were comprised of those who were trying to buy green or essentially looking for products made from recycled materials or things that were biodegradable also. So that's group B. That's a different group. So while the participants uh, were studied, the research team looked at the participants' uh, overall happiness and their sense of personal well-being by asking them to respond to an online survey. And so the group of uh, green materialists or um, as we call group B, uh, this uh, was found from the research. So this group manifested itself. Um, This is what the study found. So these people um, were those who felt an innate or internal need to buy things because when they did, they opted for green products. So because something was green or Or was in this way environmentally friendly, they felt the need that they kind of had to get it just to get it. Um, And uh, they felt, this group felt, um, you know, that they were giving in to those needs and satisfying, in essence, you know, both the planet and their own uh, needs to buy whatever the item was. So again, that's group B. But the other group, uh, as we know, group A, they, of course, managed to overcome the culturally, quote, culturally entrenched, uh, end quote, values of consumerism. And, you know, they simply just made do with less, which is perfectly okay. So I'm going to jump to next, the results, um, more of the results and uh, conclusion, really, uh, from the study. Um, so, you know, you might think, oh, well, maybe the, the, the group... Um, that had, you know, lots of accumulating and bought more, you know, the ones that were from Group B, maybe they were feeling more happy. Maybe the, the buying of items and accumulating things made them more happier. And you think that they'd feel great um, doing their part for the environment like that made, you know, much of a difference for them. Well, you know, um, that actually wasn't the case. You know, it turns out, you know, yet... Um, that those who curbed their consumption reported feelings of more personal, um, positive well-being. Uh, so, you know, when it comes to life satisfaction overall, the study concludes that less really is more. So, for more information on this, uh, interesting uh, research study conducted... Um, I will leave the research link in the show notes so you can check it out uh, more in detail. And I will leave you with some uh, quick, uh, notable quotables. So there was the researcher Sabrina Helm, and from the study, she concludes a few things. Quote, Reduced consumption has effects on increased well-being and decreased psychological distress. Uh but we don't see that with the green consumption end quote. She also says quote, We've been told since childhood that there's a product for everything and it's okay to buy, and it's a good thing because that's how the economy works We're brought up to we're brought up this way, so changing behaviors is very difficult end quote So, all in all, I guess, like, it's it's okay to want to buy things. It really is. That's, of course, with um, what Miss Helm was saying. It's okay because, you know, that's part of our economy. That's how it works. Though also, you know, being green shouldn't be difficult when it comes to decision making. If you need something and it happens to be a little bit pricier Or maybe green, maybe you you can get it, but also there's, there's choices that you have. And so, you know, being considerate of the planet is one thing, but also being considerate of where you spend your money, how often you're spending your money, and where you're spending your money really does matter. You know, companies or consumers, who is in charge of your happiness? Are you letting people who are supposed to manufacture and make products, you know, monthly, You know, yearly, all the time. Um, Are you putting them in charge of your happiness and whether or not you buy something to feel fulfilled? That is, you know, what I gathered mostly out of this um, study and research. And I find that, um, you know, it's kind of similar. This question I'm posing is kind of similar to the previous podcast episode I did about sustainability because, yes, we know the sustainability is very important. Yet also with this study, I think that we should, um, you know, realize that companies are there to make money and they're not really thinking about your feelings of how much you're spending or if, you know, you're, you're running out of money low and your bank account is looking low. They're thinking about their bottom line. And that goes without saying that you should take a, a leap back when it comes to uh, frivolous spending or spending on things just because, you know, they may be uh, on sale or maybe a good buy when you necessarily do not need that product. I'll get into that a little bit later, but you know, it's a science to, uh, how we humans buy things, you know, in the, in the United States, we buy things, uh, sometimes more extravagantly sometimes you know less purposefully and things break down in six months they don't even last a year you know that 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 planned obsolescence that um breakdown of materials um to the point where you have to buy and buy again this is engineered into the products we have today from everything from electronics to clothing to you know lifestyle products just anything that you can think of so you know, realizing what you're putting your money into is one thing. So quality over quantity is also another important, um, you know, theme here, if anything. Um, I want to talk about um, if you're buying and shopping for things because it's the thing to do or you're keeping up with the Joneses or you're trying to keep up your happiness and fill this hole. You know, you could find other substitutes for what you want. You know, you could travel. You could invest in art pieces or volunteer with your with your time. And you could pick up maybe reading or another hobby, um, collecting things that are of value. Um, or you could buy things that matter. So um, buy a book that will teach you something that will maybe earn you income later down the road when you're ready. Or you could save money every time that you think about you know, wanting to purchase something online because of a cute sale or because it's an online uh, purchase only. Or if you're going on about your business and you find something that's only in store and available then and you feel like, you know, buying something, um, you know, and there's no need for it, you could take that money and say consciously, I'm going to divert this money and this cash to something important. I'm going to save up for classes that I'm really going to need to further... Uh, my education, or I'm going to save this money for a vacation that will create memories and may get me into other things that are uh, passions of mine that I would not have known unless I, uh, you know, would have traveled to this country or this region. So there's plenty of options that you could take hold of rather than purchasing something, um, you know, so readily. And, you know, I myself have, uh also, you know, made lists that um, f- were for my wants and for my needs. And I'll tell you, it's really fun to, you know, do that. And it's kind of hard at first. But, you know, nowadays, you know, if I see a good deal or a sale or, you know, anything of that nature, I'll just go ahead and save it for later. There are options on some of these sites like Amazon or Etsy where you can save for later items. And sometimes uh, you can leave them in your cart and the, and the prices will drop over time. So weeks, months will pass. And you'll find yourself uh, asking yourself, oh, I'm really glad that, you know, I really didn't, you know, need this. You know, it, it's dropped and it's, you know, uh, gotten off of my mind. It's not as essential. And the price has dropped and my need for it has also waned as well. Or um, sometimes items will stay, you know, in your cart or whatever for, um, months and even years, you know, I have, um, a few wish lists and things on that list have been there for months and years. And I'm like, I'm really glad that I didn't purchase any of those things. Cause I don't have a need for them anymore. They're unavailable. They're sold out. Um, other things I've just, you know, grown apart from, and I'm really glad for that. So, you know, I advise anyone to, um, you know, categorize your wants and your needs, um, and then put those on pause, have them in your cart, don't press um, checkout or anything, and uh, have them sit there for weeks, maybe a few months, maybe even even a year, and then see how you feel about purchasing it, you know, it's really helped me, because um, I'm not an addict when it comes to shopping, but I know how to be purposeful with my shopping, I know how to purchase you know, needed toiletries or needed uh, items like vitamins, for example, that I can't really get in store, things like that, things that are essential to my health, to my well-being, not clothes that are limited edition or will uh, lack uh, quality or, you know, just not line up with my uh, values and ethics, um, you know, by how they're manufactured. So there's plenty of things to consider uh, when buying and, and sorting items uh, out in your um, out in your head and trying to organize them for purchasing later or not. Um, lastly, before I close, I want to get into some key takeaways. Um, one of them is that it's okay to shop. No one is saying you cannot shop, although it is better and more purposeful to, as we learned from also the research, to reuse and, and repair what you already do have and to also, you know, not shop when you're bored. Don't shop when you're hungry. Don't shop when you're stressed. And also, the other great key takeaway is that less really is more. So, all in all, I want you to, you know, think about some of the best memories you've ever had and if they've had a heavy price tag attached or not. And if you can, Or could, would you be able to replicate those same memories um, with not having, you know, money? Or did you only attach those memories to money? Could you do the same things without having to spend much? Find out what really matters and really consider uh, how much weight or power money holds in your life. Do you love Greener Thoughts? Supporting Greener Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes, future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. I greatly appreciate and love all of the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in the description section of this episode. It's the direct support link for Greener Thoughts. The Mother Earth Minute is a time where I review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue in the episode and as always save Mother Earth. So the message um, overall in this Mother Earth Minute is a quick fact or a couple of quick facts. So the first is that 76% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck um, and that's from CNN money. And also is that the average U.S. household A credit card debt stands at $15,191. Now, some nerd wallet. So, the first uh, step and tip I have for you is to think minimalist. Um, I think that's so important and so, um, you know, there are a few questions I think you should ask yourself when it comes to some of the categories that you spend from and, and, and put money towards. So one of them, I think, is clothing. You know, sometimes we may buy clothing a few times a year, sometimes every few years, depending. Um, So one of the first questions you you should ask yourself is, am I replacing an item of clothing or buying something new? You know, are you getting rid of something that you don't want or haven't worn in years and buying something new to replace that? Uh, Hopefully it lasts for a long time or are you not doing that? Another question is, you know, is this something, the clothing, is this something you will wear uh, regularly? So, um, throughout the seasons, is is this something that's going to be a mainstay in your closet, a staple? And if so, maybe you should consider investing in it uh, so that it will last for years and years and you will not have to, of course, replace it. And then another question about clothing is that, is this the style uh, or is this the one style that will last so um whether you have a shifting style or you have a certain type of style is this type of uh, uh product and, and object going to last a long long time um, as we all know in the age of fast fashion um, we know that those items do not last they're a poor quality subpar quality and so you have to shift between Um, you know, the great brands of the world versus the ones that are lackluster and those that have questionable ethics and practices when it comes to business. Okay, so technology is another a group of, um, you know, things that we love to buy from. Uh, So, you know, the question here is what problem does uh, this solve? What problem does buying the technology that you want solve? If you can't already solve it with Um, the items that you already have maybe you do need another one but at the same time decluttering your life is so much better so figure out what you need to solve uh, your technology problem and attain that but do it purposefully save for what you need if so and get rid of the uh, technology uh, products or technological products that do not fit your needs and then move on Another uh, and the next uh, question uh, concerning technology is that uh, asking yourself are there any rumors of new advancements to this technology? So if there's an upgrade to the computer or phone that you want so desperately, figure out how to wait six months, a year, two years, have the price drop, buy it then. Then the warranty. Or uh, other um, type of uh, part of your um, product uh, ends or something happens to it you can have um, surety in knowing you waited some months or a few years have the price drop on the product you really want and go buy that at that time when you really need it and when you have waited and the price drops. Um, the third uh, question is um, is this technology something that you can afford? So if you can afford this technology and it's planned, you can possibly get it then. But at the same time, decluttering the technology that you already have. For example, I want a new computer. So I'm going to save for a new computer. And I'm going to wait until uh, my current computer uh, has problems and until the... Uh, uh, so-called the wheels fall off or the fan dies I should say maybe then I will of course buy the new computer by then I will have saved and can purchase my new computer but I'm not going to uh, get my new computer until my old one is of no use to me and that's how you can make better choices better economic choices uh, when it comes to where you're putting your money and when uh, you're buying certain things uh, the third and last uh, category to examine uh, is about entertainment. So, uh, will this entertainment choice result in rest or or in value? So, uh, whether you um, are you know going on a vacation, maybe hiking, you're getting your exercise in there, exploring nature, what it has to bring you or maybe you're going to a movie those are very different levels of value and entertainment and one of them is bringing um, relaxation maybe uh, just a a moment to um, you know catch up in in the entertainment space and the next is bringing you value in nature exercising um, and and you're uh, investing in something that's different something that you may have not enjoyed otherwise hiking and exploring nature So figuring out which entertainment brings more value, better value is very important as well. So examining entertainment choice when it comes to your money. The second question is, uh, are you uh, overusing this entertainment to escape your life? Many times we use um, buying and shopping to sometimes escape or um, as that uh, escapism In our everyday life, from the um, work that we do, to the places we go to, to uh, everything in between. So, if you're using uh, entertainment as a way to escape, find something that's a little bit more productive. As I said before, my thoughts, you could take up painting, reading, exploring. These are valuable Things we as humans we need. We need culture. We need to explore to live life, not to not just to exist. And so, if you're using um, entertainment to just exist, but in a space that's relaxing or just to decompress, the de- to decompress, you're just you know putting off the inevitable. Things that you could really enjoy. So, examine if you're uh, re-overusing uh, entertainment. And then the third and last question uh, in the category entertainment is, is there a cheaper alternative to what you already have and know? So if there's a cheaper alternative out there, go seek it. Don't break the bank just to, you know, look fly or think that you can, you know, just have the most fun and have to spend the most money. Sometimes you really just don't. Then my second and last tip for you is to examine if again if what you want is a need or a want for example needs for me and i think are essential for people are toiletries or things to maintain oneself to some extent so things to wash your face soap a toothpaste things like that also clothing is essential maybe annually not every chance there's a sale or when it's uh, a seasonal item because you can buy enough for each season so that you don't have to buy annually uh, clothes. Also food, water, shelter, and possibly for some transportation like cars or something. Those are essentially needs to get you where you need to be from place from point A to point B. Um, and I think that people can do good with a good amount of things, just a small um, you know, enough amount. I also think that, um, you know, you yourself don't need two or more cars, you know, you'll do fine with um, just one. So, um, you know, you don't have to worry about, um, you know, whether uh, something is something you can afford or not. You just have to figure out what the need is and then you'll figure out the rest later. You know, if you want to eat out every single day. You know, examine that and and scale it back so you can eat out maybe every other day or maybe once in a while. And again, figure out why you, you know, shop to cope with things. That's a very big um, question to ask yourself and you may have more answers than you would have, you know, otherwise thought of. The eco-fact of the day is that for the first time a North Pacific right whale is heard singing. Only 30 such whales remain in the Bering Sea. The musical male is likely looking for a mate. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the September-October 2019 issue. Greener Thoughts wants to hear your story. You can choose to self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and supports the environment. Do you can work hard in the environmental field, in either an organization or company? Either way, let Greener Thoughts know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please be sure to send your 200-word essay to the email address Green Podcast. At gmail.com so we've come to the awesome and fabulous eco company spotlight which is where I share with you products and services that are environmentally friendly that I love and enjoy and you can always share ones that are popping up on your mind or those that you've created by voice message you can always let me know Or email me. I've been doing so for a long time since February 2019 and I have a really really awesome one for you right now. That one is called the Republic of Tea. Founded in 1992, the Republic of Tea sparked a tea revolution and has continued to be a powerhouse in all things premium tea ever since. Their award-winning packaging includes teas and herbs available in specifically designed airtight, light-resistant tins containing either full leaf teas and herbs or the signature round unbleached tea bags full of unnecessary envelopes, strings, staples, or tags. A socially and environmentally responsible business, The Republic of Tea is is dedicated to sharing uh, their prosperity by developing products to support worthy organizations, including Action Against Hunger and the Whole Planet Foundation. The Republic of Tea is also a member of the Ethical Tea Partnership. The Republic of Tea offers more than 300 premium teas, herbs, bottled iced teas, and nature-inspired sipware. The Republic of Tea has many tea products, like there are several tea types they have, like those for black tea, oolong tea, green matcha tea, decaf tea, herbal tea, hibiscus tea, and more. Also, they have many, many delicious flavored tea, iced tea, um, sipware, of course, gifts, especially for that specialty lover you know, and also bestsellers. The Republic of Tea does its mission of being responsible for the planet by being certified biodynamic, certified gluten free, fair trade certified, kosher non-GMO verified, they're also Rainforest Alliance certified, and also USDA organic. Now for the many benefits drinking tea has and drinking tea from the Republic of Tea uh, provides, go to their website, the.republicoftea.com forward slash library forward slash tea dash and dash health forward slash health Dash benefits dash of dash T four slash. Now to be part of the Republic of T's loyalty club, check out their website for more. You can check out wwwtherepublicoftcom ASPX. Now the Republic of T brings the joys of volunteering, of uh, funds. Uh, to many organizations and does so proudly, and the Republic of Tea renders goodwill by developing teas and tea-inspired items to support impactful nonprofit organizations, thus transforming everyday purchases into a force for good around the world. If you would love to learn more about how they support others, please go to their site, uh, the dot Republic of Tea forward slash about forward slash good da, uh, dash will forward slash uh, The Republic of Tea has been featured in the press in Bon Appetit Business Journal Bustle Country Living Delish Forbes Good Morning America New York Post Oprah's O Magazine Organic Spa People, Pop Sugar, Southern Living, and also US Weekly. To contact the Republic of T, you can give them a call at 800 298 4, the number 4, and then T, that's 832. So that's 4832, Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. They're available 24 hours a day seven days a week to assist with new orders and to answer questions on tea. You can also email them. You can can also mail them uh, at their address, the Republic of T, 900 Laxburg Landing Circle, Suite 275, Laxburg, California, zip code 94939. Now I want to talk about my experience of the Republic of T., So I fell in love with their pomegranate green tea. It's their super fruit variety. And I still have uh, one of their tins. It's more than like seven years now, and I love it. Um, It's so reusable. And you can tell that they know tea, and they love making it. You know, their teas are iconic. It's reusable. Their tea is flavorful, and it's, you know, great with or without a natural sweetener of your choice. Something like maybe brown sugar or agave nectar or honey if you're into uh, sweeteners for tea. So I think the most optimal uses are for you know it being great before bed, um, for breakfast, it's good before or after work. And it's a great way to calm and unwind your day and to settle in. Uh, the Republic of Tea, their products can be found online on their website, republicoftea.com, amazon.com, ebay.com, they're also on Pharmaca.com, Walmart.com, and WorldMarket.com, and also they're available among other stores online and in stores across the country where available. The Republic of Tea is on the following social media platforms: of Facebook at The Republic of Tea. They're also on Instagram at Republic of Tea. They're on LinkedIn at The Republic of Tea. They're on Pinterest at the Republic of Tea. Same thing on Twitter, the Republic of Tea. And they're also on YouTube at the Republic of Tea. Last but not least, uh, to contact the Republic of Tea, you can also go to their site, republicoftea.com, and then click on Contact Us below about us at the bottom of their webpage to use their email form directly. So thank you again for listening in this podcast episode and hearing all that was about research and how there's a lot to say about how millennials view and uh, interact with things that happen to be green versus their need to buy things and repurposing them or saving money and curbing their, those uh, actions. Uh, versus, um, you know, buying the products out there just because they may be green or environmentally friendly when there's not necessarily a need uh, for those things. So thank you again for listening and tuning in. Until next time, uh, you all take care, but I will see you then in another podcast episode. So take care. Bye.